how does alcohol affect uh, your poop alcohol is in general something that dehydrates you so um uh when when you do drink alcohol in excess um it does mess with your gut it wouldn't destroy everything but it definitely has a deleterious effect if you drink too much but that being said i think uh one or two glasses of wine for example um definitely helps your body uh and and maybe um i know that beer is also a fermented drink right and it has got a lot of minerals as well so i think a glass or two so sticking to that limit is uh is what is important so one or two glasses i think is completely fine anything more than that is where you start seeing dehydration you start seeing uh um you know the more deleterious effects to your body Okay. I feel like I've been barking too much gyan. Like you both are looking at me in a very strange way. No, it's it's something <laughs> totally new for us, right? So it's not yeah. it's not uh, a very regular thing to talk about shit and diet and things yeah. like that, no. No, I mean uh, we we have talked about our shit many many times in hostel. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like I I remember once when you told me please call the ambulance, I think I gave birth. <laughs> it's moving. <laughs> oh bad but the thing is uh, <laughs> you probably have to cut that out from the yeah. from the show <laughs> we have talked about shit and like shit jokes and and yeah. as yeah. endearingly we used to call it do so for the viewers yeah. and listeners do uh, is a short form of uh, it's basically uh, i think it comes from the telugu word <laughs> yeah it comes yeah <laughs> it comes from that as well as because it's like number 2 in hindi right so yes correct correct so it's like a merging the of the etymology of this word is a little confusing yeah. there are multiple <laughs> there are multiple places the origins of this word is uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so though is a it can be used as a verb as well as a noun right like yeah he's a do fellow and also he's doing do a fellow <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> or, or there's one more usage like don't do do which means like Like, yeah, yeah it's a it's metaphor like, yeah come on dude what it's, are you doing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah or it could be used as a yeah. pun like dobinan <laughs> or dobinandan or dobinandan originally dobinandan it's a very versatile word that we used to use back in school like you know don't do do fellow like don't do, 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 do and do there was a suffix also <laughs> eh it don't do do yeah. eh fellow <laughs> eh yeah 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 or or like when someone is Yeah, yeah. Oh, when someone's absolutely being unproductive, yeah. he's sitting there doing do a <laughs> Basically, the word do can be used anywhere and everywhere. I think we should lobby. We should write a petition. Yeah, Change the yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> we should make yeah. it popular. <laughs> Little did Shreyas know that he would use that word, and that word would become his life. I, I remember. Yeah, I remember I, there was uh, there was this dumb charades that was happening, and uh, Shreyas was acting out. and the word he had got was tuxedo so uh, he did <laughs> this for duck he did this for sea and the third part no he showing his ass so people are like tuxi bomb no no i did this i did this i did this so the guy who gets tuxi bomb this <laughs> i don't know someone <laughs> probably you up <Abhinav. laughs> so, so like tuxedo we were like whoa poof This is the best <laughs> word breakdown in the history of dumb charades. 
Yeah, we we brought it down to a uh, we, we brought it to a, yeah. a level of science and art. There's an art and science to it. <laughs> yeah, coming back to like good shit, great shit. So, uh, like you said that you know like it's it's never like one size fits all. Uh, yeah. But there is like there must be some uh, some kind of diet uh, that kind of fits all, right? I mean. Yeah, some basic. I think understanding what fermented foods are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we eat a lot of yogurt, a lot of like idli, um, and I'm sure each culture has an uh, its its own fermentation process. So they ferment something and then they eat. Uh, adding that to your diet really does help. It's very useful, um, and and also and and just basically eating a lot of starchy vegetables not a lot a little bit of starchy vegetables so like your potatoes and your resistant starches as well as green leafy vegetables does help so that's like a very basic template right of of eating enough greens because of many things that happens because of this it it, it introduces fiber to your body um and the bacteria feed on fiber uh it gives you enough roughage to do dough every day <laughs> right like it's it's important to have a very well functioning canal like you you have to you have to go to the toilet once or twice a day uh to to remain healthy i know some people do once in one or two days that's not very healthy like no honestly it's not very healthy like you know and even within within the office i was discussing with a few of my colleagues some most of us actually go to the toilet fairly regularly every day and some go once in one or two days and then going back to their diet we realized that they actually don't have enough fiber in their food okay so everyone thinks that oh vegetarians don't get enough protein or you know, the the focus is always on the on the wrong thing yeah protein is needed but actually we don't need that much protein unless you are a bodybuilder you don't need that much protein so between between the foods that you eat in general if you eat enough vegetables uh you actually do get enough proteins um within that what you don't get is if you eat too much protein but you don't have enough fiber which is what happens to a lot of non vegetarian folks right like they don't eat enough vegetables in their diet because i've seen i've seen people i have friends who tell me i'm pure non veg bro i only eat chicken i only eat fish i only eat this and i'm like no that's fantastic it's a very good source of protein energy whatever as long as it's not deep fried all the time i i think that meat is fine but always make sure that you variegate your meal with enough vegetables different types of nuts uh legumes you know that really does help all right so always have a more balanced diet when you see your plate it needs to be colorful so that's i would say a very visual guide to eating right is do you see the same color on your plate and something wrong you have to be seeing a lot of different colors on your plate every day abhinandan is like oh that reminds me of pizza yeah i've not had it since <laughs> no yeah no pizza is good once in a while yeah. you can't you can't make it a, a a constant meal every day right like that's that's not good <laughs> yeah. and and trust me i know i've lived on pizza for weeks before when i was in college not healthy at all so uh, i had like one question uh how does alcohol affect uh, your poop okay so i think i think alcohol is in general something that dehydrates you so um uh when when you do drink alcohol in excess um it does mess with your gut it wouldn't destroy everything but it definitely has a deleterious effect if you drink too much 
But that being said, I think uh, one or two glasses of wine, for example, um, definitely helps your body. Uh, and and maybe um, I know that beer is also a fermented drink, right? And it has got a yeah. lot of minerals as well. So I think a glass or two. So sticking to that limit is uh, is what is important. So one or two glasses, I think, is completely fine. Anything more than that is where you start seeing dehydration. You start seeing, uh, um, you know, the more deleterious effects to your body. So drinking is in limits. Um, I think in the quantity beyond which it becomes bad for you. So in that in that one two glass range, it's actually very very good for you. Beyond which the benefits are very low and the ill effects to your to your to your body is higher. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. But Shreyas, I uh, coming back to where you're working, right? Uh, and uh, just mm. that's some some amazing work that you guys are doing. But how does this whole process happen? Like, I mean, what is the product that you guys are uh, putting out uh, in the market, and then okay. what's the whole process? Uh, I mean, just some uh, an insight of that. Yeah. Sure. So, so we have a freezer full of shit, which is good shit. So what we do is we actually have a very thorough screening process. Uh, it's actually more, it's easier for you to donate your blood than it is to donate your poop because we do some major screening. They're like at least about 20, 30 different tests we do on a person. There's a this thick, there's a this thick set of questionnaires that they have to fill out and then they have to meet the doctor, go through a full medical history, family history. Uh, we are very, very, um, we are very, very selective of our, uh, of our, um, of our donors. But I'll just give you a, a, a glint at, at what uh, the so the profile of the healthy poop that we're getting is females above thirty um, who exercise a lot and are generally vegetarian. We find that their poop is the best for transplants. Is <laughs> the is the healthiest poop. Um, so we do a lot of screening and then this poop is then donated to us. Every every week, about once or twice, it goes into the lab, and then the lab start. Uh, what, what the lab people do is they process it, um, mix it up with a little bit of saline and some other uh, things to preserve it, and then it goes into a minus eighty degrees Celsius freezer. Uh, the it lasts in the freezer for several years, but we try to clear off the stock um, within six to one six months to one year. Because bacteria, when they are suspended, they are in suspended animation. They can actually regrow immediately after being thawed. So they are sneaky little things that can't. They don't seem to die unless unless you boil unless you boil it in 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 hundred degrees Celsius. We're not able to break the cell walls. So it's gen it generally lives. That's why bacteria live in doorknobs and the strangest of places. Uh, in fact, they did a study and they found that bacteria was everywhere in the hospital, no matter how much you cleaned up. So that was that was something very very unique, but not surprising because they're very tiny. Their lifespan is twenty minutes. So one week for you is for them several hundreds of generations have gone by because they multiply in twenty minutes and their lifespan is twenty minutes. So it's like they they are and within the twenty minutes of reproduction, they manage to. You know, pro- pro- process an enzyme, break down a component in our gut, or you know, do some other physiological function that's essential for our existence, all within our gut within twenty minutes. So that's how efficient and productive they are. So that's one product. Sorry, the the fecal microbiota transplant material. 
The other product that we have is a is an at home uh, stool testing kit. So you must have heard of uh, I don't know whether circle circle DNA is popular in India or do you have din- genetic tests right that people do. Uh, so you must have heard of twenty three and Me, right? So like twenty three and Me, we have uh, instead of testing for human DNA, we test for bacterial DNA. Okay. So that we do at home. And what we do with that test is we take a look at all the different indicators of bacteria that we have uh, and then tell people where their health is affected and what they can eat to improve their health. So specific to them. Yeah. So it's a very individual. And it's it's also very Asianized. So the things that happen in the West are more of, I don't know, eat pasta and eat fish and chips. But it's not catered to a, to an Asian audience. So the ingredients we use in Asia is very different we don't use kale and quinoa, you know. We eat more of uh, um, um, local vegetables and local, you know, um, meat items as well, prepared in a very local way. So it's it's not Asianized for us. So what we've done is we've taken all of this and contextualized it for Asia. Um, hence, even in the name, it's called Asian Microbiome Library, right? So we focus on all the Asian ethnicities. So Shes, you uh, you are speaking about you know uh, the whole research in the poop area so uh, there's also i ca- also came across this thing called uh, i think fecal matter transplant which you also mentioned so how does how does that work you know like how do we trans- transplant poop and uh, how does it actually you know save lives you know like that's a good question so how how it works is we take poop from a from a healthy person who after several rounds of testing we make sure there are no pathogens or viruses that can be transmitted. Make sure that they test negative for all of these pathogens and parasites. Uh, We then take their poop, process it in the lab. We sort of make it into a little slurry, like a liquid, um, which is then inserted via colonoscopy. So a scope goes into the patient, um, into the the, uh, patient, and we normally do it somewhere along the terminal ileum, um, which is the spot. And then we let gravity take its course. So it'll come down all the way. And then um, we wait for about 120 minutes, like about two hours, um, for something called engraftment to happen. So along the walls of your intestine, there is like a layer of mucus. So that's actually where the bacteria live. That's the that's like their home. So for them to for them to stay in the gut, what we need is we need for them to get into the mucosal layer and colonize there. So this process typically takes, uh, you know, uh, about 20 to 40 minutes, but we play it safe by doing it for two hours. The benefits, or rather why it is done generally now, um, is for a, for a bacterial disease called Clostridium difficile infection. It's, it's also called C. diff um, because it's really a long name. So for patients with C. diff, right, um, it is a bacterial infection, but no amount of antibiotics seem to help these patients. So they keep coming back to the hospital with the same infection. Um, so it's it's a refractory in nature, never goes away. What they did was when they did the first, uh, uh, when they did the first uh, clinical trial, um, they wanted to do it with 200 patients of C. diff. Um, and they stopped the trial halfway because 100 patients who had, who had done the trial achieved 95% remission after the first after the first dose 
Okay. So it was so it was so efficacious that they just decided, yeah, we don't need to run a clinical trial anymore. It clearly works. So currently in the hospital, it's done only for this as a proper indication. Like this is a treatment plan for people with C diff. But we are now beginning to think, could there be other diseases that uh, you know that we could potentially help with uh, with a with a fecal microbiota transplant? So the, currently in Singapore, we are running some clinical trials for patients suffering from inflammatory bowel disease, which is an umbrella term for two other diseases called Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. So these are again um, um, diseases of the gut that cause large patches of inflammation. Uh, you know, people have poor absorption, poor nutrition, and sometimes it gets so inflammated uh, that you know you have to do a resection, which means you cut out certain parts of their um, intestine and take it out because it's just way too inflammated. It's causing too much problem. So there is a potential that this can help for patients like this. There are some unintended benefits that people have noticed. So uh, and this is interesting because there was one elderly patient with C diff. Um, who had a transplant done, and after the transplant, this person's um, um, Alzheimer's scores started improving. So Alzheimer's is a completely different disease, right? But we are beginning to see a very large link between the brain and the gut. So the brain and the gut actually communicate with each other, and it is via the production of different enzymes and neurotransmitters in the gut. So that we thought was very interesting. And then we're also seeing children with autism who have undergone a fecal microbiota transplant to see tremendous benefits in their behavior and their um, gastrointestinal troubles as well. So there are several places in the world that actually do it. Um, but what we are trying to do is we're trying to do an oral version of it. So because for children, it's going to be very difficult for us to put a scope in them. It is also very dangerous. Um, and so the only way we can try it is via capsulization or, you know, putting it in a manner that's easy for them to, to, to consume it and then help them restart their microbiomes. So that's, the that's I would say, is in the immediate future. Um, in the far off, and when I say immediate, I mean in the next one or two years. In the far off future, I think what is more interesting is that we've noticed that certain treatment protocols um, for some patients, like, for example, there was a paper that was released on, um, on melanoma a couple of weeks ago where they had two groups of patients. One group of patients responded to a certain treatment and then another group did not respond to treatment. So they decided to take the, the poop from the people who responded to treatment and transplanted in the people who did not respond to treatment. And the second group, some of them actually started responding to the treatment, which means this can actually help in, um, in, in enhancing the effects of a certain drug and allowing people to actually reap the benefits of this drug. So that, I think, is, is also another frontier. So, you know, improving drug efficacy uh, and also discovering new strains that are associated with a certain disease. Imagine tomorrow I'll tell you that, oh, you have this disease, it's actually because of this bacteria. So finding that direct link or a novel strain that is the answer to a certain disease, it's not, it's not something that is impossible. It's, it's, it's actually very well within the, within the future where we, we will actually start seeing some of this data coming through. So I, for one, am very excited because previously a lot of these autoimmune diseases, um, there was no form of treatment. It was all it was all mostly symptoms management. Um, we might have an actual shot at good therapy. So that I think is very interesting. Amazing, yeah. But uh, 
stress i also heard a news that you're coming uh, to india i don't know if it's for uh, if you're getting married or uh, <laughs> or if you're coming for uh, <laughs> okay yeah. i think okay, I, i i think you got <laughs> the news from yourself yeah <laughs> because you just clearly you just made it up 5 minutes ago <laughs> we'll just keep our stool no, no, stool no. samples uh, ready for you okay for your collection okay no so so it is um no i think india is definitely on the map of where we want to go in the future um given the current uh situation with covid and and all of that i think it's it's a little tricky um but i mean a large chunk of the world's population is in india and we have to come there yeah, at some point there are a lot of douchebags um, here <laughs> yes yes there are a lot of <laughs> So a lot of collection that needs to be done in India. <laughs> so no, I, I I'm definitely uh, uh, I, there have been several conversations where we are looking at data coming in from India, and we thought this is really interesting, uh, uh, and we should pursue it. The other area that I'm quite passionate about is also um, malnourishment. So giving children who have very poor nutrition um, a sort of a probiotic pack. that allows them to absorb nutrition better so that whatever they're eating they actually absorb everything i think that would be a game changer in the in the infant malnourishment um scene right now and we don't have to look very far away in our own backyard you know whether it's india or even in east asia we see several nations who have a severe case of you know child malnourishment so that's uh, that's a space that we are very interested in as well uh you know because we are working on individualized or personalized probiotics so for example if abhinav gives me a little bit of his stool i'll tell him abhinav this is what's missing in your stool from what we've analyzed maybe you should be taking more of this probiotic and we are also trying to manufacture this probiotic in a in a good manufacturing process um and keeping it keeping it more aligned to what will help you a lot of people take supplements without needing it most of the time we're trying to focus on what do you actually need can i give you a pill that has all of that versus giving you 10 pills with 10 different things and hoping one of them works so that individualization is what we are we are really after and given that background that context i think we we have a really good shot at helping children who are suffering from malnourishment as well so that's something that's very close to my heart we are working on separately uh within the company amazing i mean it it's so uh it's such an amazing thing that we started off with poop right and then with poop uh yeah. now we're talking about uh completely eradicating uh, malnourishment or uh, at least the whole process uh, the journey and how yeah yeah, yeah. a good how, starting how, point how we can help right the overall bigger picture is something that it's really amazing and then what healthcare uh mic uh, in i mean in fusion or uh, combined with uh, technology can really do right so it it's just mind blowing basically in our school back in our school like you know there was so much importance given to human value and uh, you know like how help ever hurt never and all those like, we were taught a lot of it actually like you know like children of our age generally in outside schools i don't think uh, they are into like things like spirituality and things like that so uh, i think the whole thing of you know giving back to the society etc uh, it's it's actually pretty amazing you know like there is uh, i don't know i should be speaking for you or not but i definitely feel that there's definitely a satisfaction that you must be feeling working in this 100% field. and 
and I, I maintain that it is not out of selflessness. It is out of pure self-interest. Makes you feel good. Yeah. Right. It makes everyone feel good. Um, and uh, and I know that this is a, this is a podcast topic for another day altogether, but it is done in self-interest, and only when it's done in self-interest is it actually of value and measure. That's true. Um, it's like that ikigai, it, right? Yeah, it's like ikigai, right? You have to you have to benefit out of helping someone else, otherwise you won't. We have these self uh, preservation mechanisms in our head, where it has to feel good to do something for everyone else. Otherwise, why would you do it? That's true. So, right? So I, I always believe it is in pure self-interest, but but not everything that is in self-interest needs to be about yourself all the time. We can dedicate a little bit of our time for something else. If not our money, at least our time. I think that's that's something that's all of us. I mean, we're all in the in the journey in our careers. All of us can't be rich like Abhinandan. Uh, so. <laughs> We don't have money to give, so but at least if we have our time to give and a little bit of our of our expertise, right? I think the satisfaction you get out of it is is immense. Yep. That being said, it's still in research phase. I've not actually done anything. We've not distributed probiotics to kids yet, but it is it is something that's close to our heart. And as a company, I think that's something that we're all very cognizant of. Uh, and you know, going back to that initial earlier question of a startup, right? I think. Your purpose needs to needs to be very clear uh, from a business perspective and from a bottom line perspective. I think doing good for society needs to be part of your bottom line. You need to think of, of it as a as of an of it as an actual profitability metric. Because if you've not done something useful, um, then I think the the IPOs and the million dollar valuations make more sense. So true. Yeah. But I think uh, in conclusion. Uh, as as a consumer right uh, especially in the current scenario we've gotten to realize that health is wealth right no amount of money can really help you if you're not uh, healthy right and i'm so happy that uh, i uh, uh, speaking for myself i have learned a lot uh, now i probably want my dough or my shit my poop to be richer rather than uh, having more money because at the end of the day health is wealth right so i mean that's a, that's something that i can yeah. take away from this amazing uh, conversation with you uh, yep abina what are your thoughts i'll leave you with one tip um for for health right i would suggest everyone who has the means and the capacity to do it to at least cook one meal a day for yourself or for your family just one meal um because in in the age of swiggy and ordering food and zomato and you know ordering food online um most of us fill up our meals with foods from outside right if you can if you can get at least one homemade meal um that you make yourself and i'll tell you why it is important that you make it yourself because you understand what all goes into your food how much oil you put how much salt you put and when you taste it you realize wow i put so much salt but it's still not so salty imagine how much salt um, you know a restaurant feeds me or how much oil a restaurant feeds me it makes you appreciate um, eating better uh, in in a more in a more tangible way you are seeing what you put inside and you you're tasting it directly uh, and that gives you that really does give you a better picture of how to eat healthy it's not hard it's just a lot of discipline 
that's true i think uh, especially people who are on a journey of you know like a who are in a like a physical transformation phase etc they get they get it to all this diet and things like that and that's when they realize that oh man what the what a crap i've been putting inside my body so uh, i think that's a very 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 useful tip that you know like uh, we should sometimes get into kitchen and try for ourselves at least a meal a day so uh, i think this whole session it has been an eye opener for me uh, although it was it was a little technical uh, initially i thought that it would be but then uh, thanks to shares that he kind of explained uh, everything in a very simple way and uh things like microbiomes and all i i didn't know that i'd speak about that in you know like with somebody in a podcast so that's that's really some amazing uh shit and uh i think hope to have you again and again uh it was really fun having you in our podcast today abhi anything mm-hmm. else you want to the say next time we have shreyas he'll be like that uh, that health organization czar like yeah, hopefully in in that capacity So you guys going to wait that long no, to call that short oh, it will be okay. i mean got it just kind of take Message. off the next time we'll be like we'll be like oh my god we'll be like we'll have to schedule some appointment with you in midst amidst yeah. your uh, busy schedule that time i will always have time for my friends uh, oh sorry this yeah this is only correct like that ussr thing you can dish kya oh. i'll send you my bank account I'll send you a bank card number. You can send the check there. <laughs> I will edit out yeah. this part. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Shreyas, uh, for joining our podcast. It has been a pleasure. Uh, thank you, viewers and listeners, for listening to us and watching our podcast on a regular basis. Uh, please comment your thoughts below on what do you think about the whole aspect of how your poop should be and whatever your thoughts are. feel free to comment and share this with your friends families and everyone else uh and do not forget to like share and subscribe the shorter versions of the video are available on abhinandan's channel link is in the description so thanks again shares for being with us today here and thank you guys so much for having me bye guys peace